0: they hate this <laughs> it's time to get on the box let's start the music what's up people joe green Another episode of On My Box podcast where I get on my box and I talk about things that are near and dear to my heart. Or in this episode, things that are just, uh, that just pain my heart. Vacation's over. I know I said I'd take a break, but I just had to do this. I had to come back and and vent my feelings on this. And I'll tell you what happened. So I was having a pretty, pretty good day, you know. Even though at work, they said I was a distraction to people. (laughs) I went home and even though like my engine light came on. And I took it to the dealer, and it's just a, a bad uh, spark plug, and I got it fixed with no charge because it's all under my warranty. So, okay, it's not bad. I so, said, so, you know, I'm feeling good about this day, and I went to buy the Blu-ray DVD of Teen Titans Go vs. Teen Titans. And if you listened to the previous episodes of uh, the Teen Titans Multiverse, you know that I was waiting for that movie to come out. I was very excited about that, so I was, really having, I was having a good day, and then I pressed my luck. I went to the red box, and I said, you know what? I'm going to watch this movie. I'm going to watch Dark Phoenix because later on, you know, I'm going to do some episodes where I compare the source material to the movie. And I said, you know, I might as well just watch the movie because I've read the Dark Phoenix saga many times. I watched the X-Men cartoon and I said, you know, I should probably just watch it for research purposes. Really, because I was bored out of my mind. So I said, yeah, what the fuck? Might as well do it. So I went home with the Teen Titans Go versus the Teen Titans and and the Dark Phoenix, and I chose poorly. And I watched the Dark Phoenix, and man, am I pissed off because I'm not getting that time back. This episode is called Dark Phoenix Two because if you listen to previous episodes, you know that I talked about the Dark Phoenix, but in that episode, I admitted that I never watched it, and really, I just went off to cuss out the Fox. X Men franchise, which I loathe and hate, and the X, you know, the X Men movies, which I loathe and hate because they always let me down. And I can honestly say, after watching this, I am totally glad that I didn't watch this in a movie theater because I would probably would have incited riots that would make the Joker look like a PG thirteen Disney movie. <laughs> so, Dark Phoenix. This is what I gotta say about that. It's a it's a remake of X three with the gobot versions of the scrolls added into the story. And you like, "What you talk about Gobot versions of the scrolls? If you don't know what a Gobot is, you know, go back to your 1980s memorabilia Facebook and Twitter pages. The Gobots was a, a toy line just like the Transformers. They were robots that turned into vehicles, but they were pretty shitty, pretty simple, you know, like Transformers was the cream of the crop and like the no-frills brand was the Gobots. So like at Christmas time, the Transformers were wrapped underneath the tree and the go-bots were put in your stocking for stocking and stuff. That's how crappy they were. And that's what I thought about this alien race that was added to this movie. It really upsets me that they said that the, the director read the comic book and used the source material that for this movie because where was the source material? I, I don't know. I'm still looking for it. So when the movie starts, the X-Men are loved by the people. Mutants are loved by society. Uh, Xavier's getting all these awards. He has a hotline to the president and stuff. And, like, NASA has an incident in space. And who do they call? They call the X-Men because they're the only superhero team in this universe. So the X-Men go out in space to save some NASA astronauts. And that's when they uh, run into that red mist, like I said in the Dark Phoenix episode. Uh, that mist that they probably used from the Fantastic Four Rise of Silver Surfer and just colored it red They never called it the Phoenix Force. It was just some entity just like the fucking whack-ass Silver Surfer movie, The Galactus. So now it's the cosmic force, I don't know, of life. They never said Phoenix Force. Why? You have the rights to Phoenix Force. Just fucking say Phoenix Force, man. Jesus fucking Christ. Jean gets engulfed by this cosmic force and it saves her life. And, you know, she has these powers and she feels good about herself. And that's like the closest to the representation of... Jean Grey getting the Phoenix Force powers you'll get like I said this movie is a remake of X3 and only the big difference is that okay Jean gets the powers from the Phoenix Force unlike in X3 where she was born with the Phoenix Force but in the previous movie she had the Phoenix Force in her because that's how they defeated Apocalypse but they just said nah fuck that shit (laughs) We're, we're gonna hope that you forget about this just like we hope you forget about this fucking craptastic movie so she comes back down and Mystique and Charles are still at it and I'm gonna tell you man like the Charles in this movie really comes off like a dick, man. Like, it's almost like, like that first class Charles. I didn't like Charles in the first class. He was groovy, man. He was all about being mutants and getting dates and swinging and doing cool stuff, man. So this, this is, this is kind of like that Charles. Like he's happy because, you know, we're accepted. Yeah, hey, People love us and I'm cool and I'm on the cover of magazines and I got a phone line to the president and stuff. And he really comes off like an arrogant, smug fuck. So, and then, of course, Mystique, you know, whole her leading the X-Men team, which, again, uh, I'm not going to rant and rave about that shit again. But, again, Mystique, character all fucked up. Uh, no one reads a comic book when they do these X-Men movies. But her and Beast got their little thing going on because I guess they're both blue. <laughs> blue people love. <laughs> but, I mean, that's actually, you know, like they had a little thing in the first class and... I watched the scenes to the, from the rogue cut of Days of Future Past. And I guess when she came, yeah, there's a scene where she comes back to the to the mansion and she, you know, her and Beast uh, bang one out and stuff. So, you know, they, I don't know. They kind of had that relationship. They don't have a relationship. I don't know what the fuck the deal is that. As the movie progresses, the one scene that I really was pissed off, and, and I hate this. I hate that Fox does this with the X-Men franchise. They just throw random fucking characters for no fucking reason. Like I said, maybe I was wrong and someone did pick up a comic book because they have a scene where they put Dazzler in there. And it's Dazzler, like spot on Dazzler, you know, from the comic book. But if you know who Dazzler is, she's like a 70s disco chick. that, And her power is like, to she makes light and shit. So she used that to be a performer. So they got Dazzler in there like... Like, she's a 1970s disco queen when the movie's based in 1990. Like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? You guys are so fucking stupid. <laughs> if I uh, did a little research on Dazzler, you know that in 1990, she actually upgraded her uniform to go with the times. So, they got, you know, a little scene with Dazzler, and I was like, this is fucking stupid because I had to go back to the book, and in Dark Phoenix Saga, you know, this Dazzler was actually in there for a couple issues. Like, I think that was her first appearance, I'm not sure, but... She plays a, a pivotal role in a couple of issues by helping Gene and Scott escape from the Hellfire Club. That's in the comic book, the Hellfire Club. The Hellfire Club is not in the Darks Phoenix because in the movie continuity, they killed them off. You know, remember the best scene of the whole X-Men franchise is Magneto slowly driving that coin through the brain of Sebastian Shaw. And as I said before, like because of the fucked up continuity and using characters here and there, you, you don't have the Hellfire Club. In the Dark Phoenix movie, and the Hellfire Club is the whole fucking point of the fucking Dark Phoenix saga. Like, <laughs> the reason gene goes bad is because of, this, of the Hellfire Club. Oh, you guys are just so fucked up, man! I, I fucking hate this shit. Again, it's like they take little pieces from the comic book and and, and put it in this fucking whack ass X three remake. And I say it's an X three remake because I thought I was watching X fucking three. X3 started off with Charles and Magneto going to get Jean, right, as a kid. This movie starts off with Jean in a car accident and her coming to the care of Charles. Like, oh, wow, just like the fucking X3. So when Jean starts developing her Dark Phoenix powers, you learn that Charles repressed her mind. Now you're asking, like, what movie are you talking about, X3 or Dark Phoenix? Well, I'm fucking talking about both (laughs) because... In X3, he repressed her powers. You know, he went to mine and repressed her powers. In Dark Phoenix, he repressed her memories. You know, so she wouldn't remember that she basically killed her mom and shit. So I'm like, okay, so we're doing this again. So, of course, once she figures out what the fuck Charles did, she goes home. Didn't she do that in X3? Didn't she go home? Yeah. So in X3, what happens? The X-Men come and they fight and she kills Charles. So in Dark Phoenix, the X-Men come, they fight. And she kills Mystique. Like. I'm fucking watching the same goddamn movie. Like this is fucking stupid. So what if, What did Gene do after that fight? Again. Which movie am I talking about? X3? Or Dark Phoenix? Because. She goes to Magneto. <laughs> in both fucking movies. <laughs> now. In the Dark Phoenix movie. Why the fuck is Magneto in this movie? I read the comic book. And. Magneto does not have one fucking panel. In that fucking story. But. Michael Fossenberger is a great Magneto. And sure, let's just get him in this movie. So she goes to his mutant community, which is what's supposed to be Genosha. You know, again, taking bits and pieces from comic books, feeding that shit on you on an entree of fucking poopy flavored fucking lollipops. It's fucking stupid. So she goes there and, of course, the army tracks her down and she fucking causes an incident. And he fucking tells her to get the fuck out of here because she doesn't tell him that she... uh killed raven the love of his life you know (laughs) oh man which is funny because in x3 raven you know she was so spurned by magneto leaving her that she fucking betrayed him a woman scorn you know so again we got this magneto raven love thing going on so of course beast is all mad because raven's dead and charles is acting like oh you know i remember the first saw raven and Beast's like fuck you charles man it's all your fucking fault just admit that you're fucking wrong and charles an arrogant fuck so what does beast do Beast goes to Magneto. Like, This is where I'm like, I've had enough. What the fuck is this shit? Beast, Hank McCoy, goes to Magneto so they can go find Jean and kill her. Really? Obviously, we don't know anything about the Beast character. Like, This is not something that Hank McCoy would do. So I believe that they had a great Beast in the Age of Apocalypse comic that was the evil version of Beast, but Hank McCoy is like the nicest guy in the fucking world. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to do some deep research to find out if he ever went to Magneto, to kill, I don't, I don't, like, that was fucking stupid, that is a total perversion of the character, so like I said, keep the source material, and we're taking these characters, and we're just doing what the fuck we want to them, and that's why these fucking movies suck, Marvel does good with its characters, because it stays true to the characters, comic book idea- ideals and stuff, man, like, they keep the characters, and they, and they bring them to life in the movies. Fox X-Men doesn't do that. Like that's why you got Mystique being an X-Man and, and Beast going to Magneto to kill fucking Jean Grey. And you got act two. They find where Jean's at. And by this time, Jean is approached by Volk, Okay. Volk like I said, is one of these fucking, I'm going to call them go bot scrolls, man, because they're just fucking whack. Now, if you listen to the previous podcast, the the William Demerit interview, which is a two part episode, it's fucking fantastic, man. Bill, it was a, a pleasure to have him on the show and his knowledge of comic books and his inside to the to the industry and stuff, you know. He would tell you that, you know, he wasn't feeling this movie. He'd tell you that the inside, that the that Foxy just totally just bypassed the fucking comics and shit. He's the one that told me that, that they wanted to put in the Skrull Queen, but Kevin Feige's like, eh, 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 I'm using that for for my shit. So fuck you, don't touch my shit. So they then they change the character to Volt. So who the fuck is Volt? Well... Volk is part of a race of aliens that was actually killed by the f- Dark Phoenix in the comic book. The debari, you know, the like asparagus type fucking looking aliens. That's why I call them fucking Gobot scrolls. They took that one couple of panels of these people getting killed by Jean and they put them in this comic so they she can rebuild her planet. Because in the movie, the Phoenix Force destroyed the planet. In the comic book, it was Jean as the Dark Phoenix which killed these people and that caused the Shiar Empire to put her on trial, and, and that, that you know, that, read the fucking comic, man. The comic is fucking great. The movie's not. For some reason, they put these people in this fucking movie because I guess they realized that oh man, we're making X three, we got to do something different. And someone said, hey, Captain Marvel's coming out. They got scrolls. Let's put scrolls in it. That's a good idea. So yeah, they, they, maybe they'll they'll fall for it and they'll watch it. And you see, it didn't because the shit was a fucking total disaster. And this is why, man. So. This Volk wants the Phoenix to rebuild the planet and shit, you know, but on Earth, of course, you know. So she's there. She's being manipulated by her. Now, in the comic book, it was the Hellfire Club and Wingate. His mind illusions and stuff to make Jean f- fall in love with him and all that shit. And then it just it just broke her shit and she just become evil and, and dark and shit. So now you got Charles and the X-Men fighting And Magneto and Beast and his brotherhood fighting, you know, because they want to kill her and Charles wants to save her. And they got this madness shit in New York. And I do say this. The only positive part of this movie is the Hans Zimmer score, man. Uh, You heard me say it before. I love Hans Zimmer shit. Man of Steel, the Dark Knight movies, Inception. All the Christopher Nolan movies, man. Hans Zimmer's score fucking makes this fucking movie. It makes the battles great. I was like, man, they probably should have used Hans Zimmer in the previous shit, and maybe X-Men would have had some fucking epic battles because the battle in New York was pretty cool, but it was really because of Hans Zimmer's score, honestly. (laughs) Because, again, it's... it, it. is fucking stupid. So then, they all get captured. And they're on the fucking the train. And they're you know, locked up. And again, I'm like, this reminds me of the part where Magneto freed the mutants. You know, in X3, when he went to save Mystique. And then she got hit with the fucking cure. And, then you know, and he left her behind. So, I'm like, yo, man, are they fucking just recycling scenes from X3? Because, like, did someone tell them that X3 was good? Because that shit is fucking a hot pile of fucking trash. So, when you take a hot pile of trash... And you remake it, it's still a hot pile of trash, man. Like you, The recycling program didn't fucking work for this shit. I'm sorry. And, you know, you got the final act. Then like then it's like these fucking Gobot scrolls coming to train to take the Phoenix to take Gene. And, like, you got to fight with the scrolls. Like, what the fuck is going on? So, of course, the people, they because they lost all their trust in the X-Men and the mutants now. So the guard has to free the X Men, and of course they unite, just like in an X Three, and they fight together. Mutants fighting the scroll gobots on the train, and finally, you know, Charles gets into to Gene Jean and Gene's in his mind, and she realizes that she 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 loves her family. She awakens and she goes all ape shit. Does her Jean Grey shit. She's using all her magical, mystical Phoenix powers to get the train off the tracks and save people. And she puts all the mutants in bubbles to prevent them from from dying. And she starts fighting these fucking Gobot scrolls, And man, she disintegrates them. Just like in X-3. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Like, stop using X-3 as your reference point. Fuck. (laughs) The X-Men they used, they had some... storm in there you know again storm in the comic at this time was a pivotal part of the team uh they use nightcrawler they make him pivotal like why <laughs> he's whack like at one point he goes rage and he starts killing people and stabbing people and he's like dark nightcrawler I'm like this is stupid so two of the best scenes in the x-men franchise are the quicksilver scenes the one in days futures past when he frees magneto and then in Apocalypse, when he saves the the X Men from the the house blowing up, you know, i had the, the slow motion, got the music, man, that shit was hype. Uh, why didn't they do that in this movie? Because what? We, we didn't have a budget for it, you know. We didn't want to do that. We want to showcase Quicksilver and then and then knock him out and fucking leave him out for the rest of the fucking movie. Like, what the fuck, man? So he wasn't in it. In the comic book, some crucial people in the comic book that was left out. Wolverine and as you heard me say you know in the previous Dark Phoenix they didn't want to put Wolverine because you know they want to have that creepy love affair well he's not in it's not his fucking love affair the love affair they forgot to put it there was fucking Scott and Jean. they did have it you know like oh you know Scott's all about Gene Jean Jean's about Scott but honestly I really wasn't feeling it the Scott Jean love that's the crucial part Point of the fucking story, the Dark Phoenix. The final scene in the comic book when she finally kills herself, it's just her and Scott, you know, and she's doing it to save Scott and to save her friends. Where the fuck was the Gene and Scott shit, man? Like, it was in the beginning of the movie, then when she goes dark, she's on her own, and like, it's X3. It's just, it's almost like they just fucking killed him off like an X3 so she can run around fucking rampant. He's fucking boo hoo hooing, and like, when is Scott Summer supposed to be the fucking leader of the X Men, man? Like, he's a fucking, like, tool bag. This is fucking stupid man again another cool players that they left out from the comic book colossus and kitty pride this has been a great time to put colossus in the fucking movie this has been a great time to put kitty pride in the movie he was like a major player in the x-men man in the you know late in the 80s and 90s and shit you know well i guess 90s she was part of the fucking uh excalibur team i was actually going to make an episode comparing this movie to the source material, but I, I just couldn't. I, I couldn't wait because uh, I was just so fucking mad and so frustrated and in a way almost satisfied that this is the fucking last movie and that Disney and the MCU and Kevin Feige taking over this franchise because this shit is horrible. Again, like the comic book had the Hellfire Club. I mean, that's that's the whole premise of the Hellfire Club. And you know, it's like, that's how they got that start, man, it was the Dark Phoenix Saga. But we can't do that because they've already been killed off. You put Dazzle in the movie as a cameo, but she had a, a serious role in the comic book, man. She was in like three or four issues, man. It just fucked. And then that whole Valk character who, if you would have called her Leandra, you know, the Empress, the Shia Empire, I would have been cool with that shit. But nah, man, you use like a fake race of aliens that just had no purpose in the comic book, no purpose in the fucking movie fuck were you guys doing, man? This is is fucking horrible, man. And I'm really hurt that a friend of mine said, oh, it was good. Uh, Luckily, that, that friend doesn't really follow comic books as deeply as I do because this shit was a fucking mess. And again, the only thing that really saved this movie is Hans Zimmer's score. I know there's some shit about the ending, you know, like people weren't satisfied with the ending, you know, like, honestly, I was actually satisfied with the ending, like Charles and Magneto, you know, have their game of chess, you know, that brings them full circle. The school becomes the Jean Grey School of the Gifted, which I believe in the comic book, that's what it is, when I mean, Scott rebuilt the school in the comic books in San Francisco, and, and Beast is the headmaster, you know, so whatever, the ending is what it is, the fact of the matter is... The franchise is over and that's all that matters my mind because in the end, this movie is symbolic of the train wreck that was the X-Men franchise. Thank you, Disney, for <laughs> getting your shit back so we can finally have some good shit. I don't know what else to say. I don't know. Can you hear the music there? That's uh, the signal saying that my time is up. I thank you for listening. Uh, before I go, as usual, I want to thank my man Bobby Warden, Two Veterans Online, Austin Green, A Green Dot Designs for all the work that he's done for this and Hero Talk, and always uh, I want to thank David Whalen, Correct Handed Productions. Check out his stuff. Check out his comics, The of Offspring and Loved Ones. Check out his Facebook page, Correct Handed Productions. And Dave we're coming back. We're going to do another episode. Who knows? Maybe we'll talk about westerns. I don't know. We haven't decided yet. But like I said I, this was supposed to be a break, but uh, this movie really just it pulled me back in. <laughs> it's like fucking Godfather 3, man. So, again, I thank you for listening. If you like, please leave a review. Subscribe. You know, if you don't like, leave a review. I don't know, just something. Just, just so I know that you listen, man. I thank you. <laughs> All right. Joe Green, I'm on my box. I'm out, and I'm going to leave you with the only good shit from this movie. Before you go and get to your next podcast, let me ask you, did you ever think about doing your own podcast? If so, and you don't know where to start off with, let me tell you, I use Buzzsprout. It's very user-friendly, it's easy to get your audio downloaded, and the Buzzsprout team is passionate about helping you succeed. With Buzzsprout, you'll get a great-looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, and tools to promote your episodes. Buzzsprout will get your show listed in every major podcast platform so that you can get your message out to the world. So if you want to start a new podcast, just follow the link in the show notes to let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. They'll give you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan. So if I can do a podcast, you can do it too. And Just remember, podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And Buzzsprout is the right partner to have to start your new podcast. So again, thanks for listening. I'm Joe Green, and I'll catch you next episode.